0: there in tv land i'm Alyssa, and this is when tv was great podcast where i recap shows from i love lucy to breaking bad and everything in between come join me and reminisce about when tv was great hello everybody it is early (laughs) i used to do my podcast later in the afternoon but i got my sun down Um, we were up since 6 30 and it's his nap time now. Let's hope he takes a nap. He's in his room with his tablet. Uh, so I have a little bit of time here. Um, so I don't have a, (laughs) I have a coffee right here. I, I got my Starbucks coffee in front of me. I, I wish I could have a drink because this episode is rough. You guys, I'm talking about the Sopranos season two, episode 13. It's the season finale entitled Funhouse. Original air date, April 9th, 2000. This is a rough one, you guys. It is one of my favorites, though, and uh, I chose it because it's my first favorite of The Sopranos. After The next one is in season three, but uh, I don't know. I just chose this one. I, ha- I haven't watched it in a while. I wanted to watch it. Um, my husband and I are currently going through The Sopranos. Um, he's only seen three episodes so far. Or we might be on the fourth or the fifth right now. We're watching it real slow. You know, when with my son, it's hard to get control of the TV. He always has his cartoons on. So my husband and I get very little time to watch our own TV. So whenever we watch a show, it it's very slow. We still haven't finished Stranger Things. We still haven't finished The Mandalorian. Oh my gosh, there's so much we still haven't watched yet. It's crazy. But um he hasn't watched this one yet, so um, honey, stop listening if you're listening to this. I don't think he listens to it. <laughs> he only listens to the one he's in. <laughs> um, so I'm going to go ahead and get started. This is an hour episode, so this is going to be a little long of a podcast, especially since I got a lot to say about it. So um, let's go ahead and get started. And of course, I'm going to read you the music from, and the movies, from April, the week of April 9th, 2000. All right, well, I have the songs from the week of April 15th, 2000, and what a week it was. Number one, Maria Maria by Santana. I don't remember that one. Number two, Say My Name, Destiny's Child. Number three, Breathe, Faith Hill. Number four, Bye Bye Bye, sync. Number five, Amaze, Lone Star. Remember Lone Star? Number six, Thong Song, Cisco. Number seven, There You Go, Pink. Number 8, I Try, Macy Gray. Number 9, Show Me the Meaning of Being Lonely, Backstreet Boys. Number 10, Get It On Tonight, Montel Jordan. Whatever happened to Montel Jordan? So those are the songs. April tw- April 9, 2000. Um, I think I was working, a, because working at Blockbuster. I'm not Blockbuster, I'm sorry, a Warehouse. You guys know a Warehouse and now they changed the name to F.Y.E.? And now it's completely gone. (laughs) So no more warehouse, no more FYE. It's completely gone. But that was one of my favorite jobs of all time. I got a 20% discount on everything that came in. I would have first dibs of any used CDs, any used DVDs. It was great. Had free rentals. Free rentals whenever I wanted to watch something. Of course, I was the one who had to put all those tapes out, and that was annoying. Uh, But that was a really good job of mine. Uh, right is right before uh, well actually April this is the same month I turned 21 April of t- 2000 I turned 21 in April of 2000 so um, big month for me the movies of April 9th 2000 number one the road to El Dorado number two rules of engagement number three Aaron Brockovic number four return to me Number five, The Skulls. (laughs) I remember that movie. Number six, Ready to Rumble. Number seven, Romeo Must Die. Number eight, High Fidelity. That was a good movie. Number nine, Final Destination, the very first one. Very good movie. Number 10, American Beauty. One of my favorites. That came out in 1999, but I guess it was still popular in 2000. That's crazy. All right. um, Of all those, those aren't bad. Those aren't bad ones. I mean, we've had some pretty bad lists over the the episodes here. All right, let's get on with Sopranos. Oh, and before I start, uh, you can find all these episodes on Prime Video, on Prime, uh, whatever it's called, Amazon Prime Video. They also have it on HBO Max, but, uh, wait. Yeah, they have it on both. (laughs) I had to think about it for a minute. They have it on Prime, because I watched, I'm pretty sure we have it on Prime. Uh, I don't know if they're edited. I think HBO Max is probably unedited. I guess we'll find out when I watch it right now. Okay, never mind. It is not free on Amazon Prime. Uh, I have HBO Max, so that's where I'm watching it. Uh, I think the first season's free on Amazon Prime, but not the second season. So, hopefully you guys are able to watch this along with me. It's a great episode. I also want to kind of go over um, what happens before this episode. Uh, there's quite a bit. They might, they might kind of talk about it in this episode before I start it, but I'll, I'll kind of give you a little synopsis. Tony has been under the FBI's watch for a long time because there is a rat in the Soprano family. To- now, Tony's the head boss of North Jersey, okay? So he has a whole bunch of people under him, and one of his people, who we're going to find out very soon, is a rat. And they've been checking out Tony for like a year, like a year and a half at this point. Tony decides to do his own kill. Uh, he doesn't have anybody killed, anybody else kill them. He does the kill of um, somebody who, you know, he's under FBI radar. So it was really a, a gutsy move on his part. Uh, so, you know, they're. Uh, he, he's kind of like kind of scared that something's going to happen because of the kill he just did because he usually doesn't kill people he usually has other people kill you know do his kills so and the, the one he killed was matthew bevilacqua and i think that's in the season the episode before this one or the episode before that don't remember it's not a big deal it doesn't come it does come back for a second but um you guys will see like i can't really go into it we'll, we'll get there um So, like I said, there's a rat. There's a rat. There's a rat. They're trying to find out who the rat is. He knows who the rat is, and we're going to find out who the rat is in just a little bit here. Uh, Also, um, Meadow is graduating from high school, and they're getting ready for that. And, God, I haven't seen this episode in so long, guys. Let me just start watching, and we'll get there, okay? Okay, well, we start the scene... Tony is at Livia, his mom's house. And he's there with his sister Barbara as well. And they're trying to figure out what's going on. Because uh, in the last episode, Janice, who's Tony's other sister, had to suddenly leave town. (laughs) Because she killed her uh, fiancé, Richie Aprile. And Tony had to take care of it, so to speak. So she had to get out of town. She was living with uh, she was living with her mom, Livia. But now that she's gone, she needs somebody to take care of her. So Tony's trying to figure out what to do. Uh, she's been kicked out of, (laughs) she's been kicked out of the retirement home, Green Grove. Uh, Tony said she was abusive to the staff. Uh, Barbara says, we can't, we can't have you. Tom, her husband won't allow it. Nobody wants Livia. Okay. Nobody wants her. So Tony's like, what do I do? What do I do? And then she's like, nobody, Janice was right. Nobody wants me. And Tony's like, how many fucking times did Carmela say you could stay with us? And he's just like losing his temper, about to have another panic attack. So he goes to his car and gets two plane tickets and hands them to her and says, here, go stay in Tucson with your Aunt Gemma, whoever that is. We never hear about her again. And she's like, no, I'm not going to do that. And he's like, fine, whatever. He's, he's just like, oh, he's over it. So um, we still don't know what Liv- where's Livia's going to go. Uh, <laughs> the plane tickets will come back. <laughs> Trust me. Oh, and did I forget to mention that in season one, she conspired with Uncle Junior to have Tony whacked? Forgot to mention that, didn't I? Hmm. Kind of important. Tony knows all this. He knows all this. What what happened with Livia, and this is what I truly think. It's kind of up for debate. What happened is when when Tony wasn't successfully whacked. He got shot, but he didn't die. He got I think he got shot in his ear or something. Uh he did. Yeah, it was just his ear. He got like uh what's that called? Grazed, I don't know. Uh, once Livia found out that he was still alive, she started faking uh Alzheimer's. That's what a lot of fans say, and I think that's what I'm going with, too, is, as as well. So she's faking Alzheimer's, and, uh, you know, like, I never said that. Oh, I must have been talking crazy. You know, just, that was her cover. Junior was supposed to get whacked, uh, because when Tony found out that they were going to whack him, he said, I'm going to whack my Uncle Junior. So uh, he was going to get whacked, and then he got arrested instead. The FBI got him. Uh, he's, he's out of prison at, at this point. He got arrested at the very last episode of season one. This is, uh, 13 episodes later. So, that's a little backstory. Livia was, uh, gonna kill Tony. Junior was conspiring with her. It didn't happen. It was unsuccessful. And Tony knows all this. And he still talks to his mother. Crazy. Alright, so they show the next scene they show tony having dinner at some like like a uh, indian restaurant maybe and uh you know he's eating there with pussy and some other guy and he's collecting a take from somebody i don't re- they don't really say who it is and then he goes to another restaurant which is an italian restaurant and he's he's there with uh silvio and pussy again and somebody else and he gives silvio the money and silvio's like maron <laughs> well, obviously, a lot of money. So uh, Tony decides to eat something different that he never eats before. He eats mussels, and that's going to come back to haunt him. All right. So at the table, Pussy is telling Furio about their latest scam.
1: So telecommunications once again fails to disappoint. What's this thing? Telephone calling cards. You find a front man who can get a line of credit. You buy a couple of million units of calling time from a carrier. You become Acme Telephone Card Company. Acme. You're now in the business of selling prepaid calling cards. Immigrants especially, no offense. They're always calling back home to whoever the fuck. And it's expensive, right? You sell thousands of these cards to the greedy pricks. Cards at a cut rate. But you bought the bulk time on credit, remember? The carrier gets stiffed. He cuts off the service to the cardholders. But you already sold all your cards. That's fucking beautiful. <laughs> it's a good one.
2: Oh, Prince Rogaine. <laughs> there you go, some super of the mussels. And Tony, you got the last dozen flowers. Do me a favor, put these on the menu for Meadows' graduation party.
1: Hey, those were some colleges she got into your kid. Yeah, you must be very proud. Hey, holy cross. I mean, Heather didn't exactly walk away with Ugats.
2: Excuse me. I give Carmelo all the credit. Hey, you had something to do with it, too. Cheers. Right. Saludo. Saludo. Mm. Things are good. What the fuck? Richie appeals in the Bermuda Triangle. All my enemies are smoked.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's a pretty good scam, right? The calling cards? When is the last time calling cards were popular? I mean, this episode is from 2000. I can't even remember calling cards. I mean, this is right before cell phones came out. I mean, they were out, but this is when they became really popular, like 2001, 2002. So I guess this is the first thing before cell phones. Um, It's a good scam, and they're making a lot of money off it. Uh, Tony's just saying, you know, they're having a good week. And, you know, Meadow's graduating high school and things are just going really good. And, uh, you know that it's going to go bad very fast. <laughs> well, Tony comes home with a, a, a suit bag and Carmela's there and she's doing something for, for grad gifts. I don't know. She's in charge of something. Cause you know, she's always doing like stuff for, for the kids and And, uh, Tony, Tony basically just busts out this full-length fur coat, and Carmella's like, (gasps) "Oh, you know, and it was funny, because she was totally ignoring him until that. (laughs) So, that's pretty funny. It's like when your husband comes home, hey, honey, how's it going? Uh Huh? I'm, you know, yeah, it's fine, it's fine. And then, you know, I got a car for you outside. (laughs) So, she's like, how? And she goes, oh, we had, he has like, we had a good week. So... She puts it on for him and they uh they get intimate. And then Tony has a dream, a very weird dream. A fever dream, if you will. Alright, well it's <laughs> the dream is weird. So it has uh Christopher's in it, all his his crew's in it. Christopher, Silvio, Polly Walnuts, Furio's not there, but Pussy's there, and Hesh, his his lawyer is there, and the other guy is uh we think it's Patsy Parisi, but we'll find out that it's Phil Parisi, the twin brother who was whacked by Tony. But anyways, Tony's that he's on Asbury Pier. It's snowing. It's June. He's like, what the fuck? My daughter's graduating in a week. What what what's up with the snow? And uh, they're all just like, I don't know. Just spring snow. It happens, you know and they're all just very somber and sullen and they're, they're looking straight ahead at the water. And, and Tony, then they talk about Tony and when would you get the diagnosis? Uh, about a couple months ago. And they've given you how long? Till September. So he obviously, in his dream, he has cancer or something, some kind of terminal illness. And he's waiting for somebody but they don't say who he's waiting for. I'm waiting for somebody because I want them to see me light myself on fire He's like, I'm. I'm not gonna le- let the doctors. I'm not gonna uh, wait till then. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna kill myself right now. And then he notices Pussy's gone. He's like, Where's Pussy? And uh, and everybody else has gone at that point too. And then and then he uh, he's already doused himself with uh, gasoline. And then Christopher says, "Hey, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> hey Tony. sorry, Uh... What if the doctors are wrong? And at that point, he blows up. He bursts into flames. And he wakes up, and he's sick as a dog. So Tony's puking his guts out. He thinks that it's the Indian food he had. It turns out to be the mussels. But uh, we find that later. And, uh, like, he's sick. (laughs) He's puking got diarrhea. He's major, major food poisoning. The next scene, Pussy's meeting with the FBI. Who we, the the, uh, FBI uh, agent, agent, his name is Skip. And he's been meeting with him this whole season. So we've known Pussy's Been a Rat this whole time. Okay. But they're finally going to address it today in this episode. Pussy gives Skip a little tape of incriminating information. And Pussy gives Skip a whole ton of money. And then we find out that he's planning to join the witness protection program. That's probably what I would do. That's definitely what I would do if I was in pussy situation. And what happened? What happened uh, to get pussy in the situation is he got caught dealing h heroin. I think it was heroin. If I'm wrong, I apologize. Sorry, but um, he got he got caught dealing some kind of drugs. And instead of going to prison, he cut a deal with the FBI and he became a rat. So, and we all know in Mafia, if you're a rat, you die. That's just what happens. So, Tony pretty much found this out. Okay, what happened was, Pussy disappeared for about six or eight months. I don't remember exactly what it was. Disappeared. Completely Disappeared. He told Tony that he had some broad in the Caribbean or something, and that's who he was seeing, and he had, like, some back pain. I don't know. He he had this big story. Tony kind of believed him, but then it started to kind of, it was always in the back of his head, and in this episode, he's going to finally realize it, but... They've kind of known this whole time, and this whole time he's been giving the FBI information. So it's not good. It's not good at all. Tony's back in bed. He's already got all of his bowels emptied, (laughs) and uh, he goes. He goes back to bed, and he gets back to his dream. All right. So this dream. This is. This is even stranger. (laughs) It starts off at a a nice sunny day. He's back on the pier. Back on Asbury Pier. There's no more snow. It's a nice sunny day. And he's walking. And it looks like he's on a a conveyor belt. He's just going, you know. And uh, he's passing all his friends. And uh, Silvio pops up there and does his best Al Pacino impression. Uh, Our true enemy has yet to reveal himself. Which is a line from The Godfather 3. One of the worst movies ever made, if I do say so myself, that movie was terrible. And I am, okay, The Godfather and The Godfather 2 is my, they're all my all-time favorite movies of all time, okay? And you would think that Godfather 3 would be real good, but it, I think it was just built, it built, I think it was just made way too later, way too late. I mean, the second movie was from 1974, The Godfather 3 was 1990, It's a long time, And I just didn't, I just didn't like it. I mean, I guess I could watch it again, but I stick with my first two movies and I don't bother with Godfather 3. So he, and then, so then after that, he sees Junior in a window and he looks scared. He's like, he's hiding from Tony, which is odd. And then Tony looks out. Okay. Then it's like really cloudy. Okay. Okay really cloudy, not sunny at all anymore, real dark and cloudy. And Tony looks through uh, like a view, like a, um, what's that called? A telescope out into the ocean. And he sees two men that are sitting in an aircraft hangar. And then when you look closer, you see that it's Tony and it's Polly Walnuts. They're playing like cards or something. You can't really tell. It's kind of like a muffle. It's kind of like a blurry picture. But Tony shoots him and kills him. And what I what, the interesting thing about this dream is, it's really real. Like if you have dreams like this, he's on the pier. You can hear the pier cracking from the wind. You know, like when you're on a pier and you can hear it go uh, cr- not cracking, creaking. You can hear it creaking, and that's exactly what you hear in the stream. You just hear creaking, and it's just very 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 vivid very vivid i i like the way the sopranos uh, writers do the dreams there's a lot of dreams in sopranos a lot and i really like the way they do this it's kind of kind of artsy if you want to go there it's kind of artsy so the next scene tony's at dr melfi's office telling him about his dream, telling her about his dreams and he's talking to her and he's saying i had a dream that I almost killed one of my friends. You know, I can't do as Tony's voice. You know, I, you know, I love the guy, but he irritates the hell out of me. And he's telling him... Why oh, I keep saying him. He's telling Melfi about, you know, he'd never kill him. He's a good earner. He's one of his best guys. And then Melfi turns into Isabella from the first season. Isabella was this, like, a... I don't I don't I don't If Tony okay Tony had an episode where he was going through like uh hallucinations. He was going through major depression and having hallucinations and he had a hallucination of this beautiful Italian woman named Isabella who lived next door to him and at the Cusamano's house it was she was like a a guest at the Cusamano's house and The whole episode, in fact, the episode was called Isabella and she appears again in this episode and she basically is sitting there, but she, but Dr. Melfi's voice, she has Dr. Melfi's voice, but she has, it's her, it's her face, weird, very strange. And then, and then we go back to real, real life and Tony is running to the bathroom again, getting sick. So it's not out yet. So Tony passes out on the floor. He doesn't want to go back to his bed. He just wants to lay on the floor. You know, like when you're really sick and you don't want to leave the toilet? Yeah. I got like that a lot when I drank (laughs) in my younger days. But he lays on the floor and he has another very, very short dream where Adriana picks him up in a clown car, (laughs) of all things. Christopher's on the back and so is Furio. And Tony says... Where's Pussy? And Christopher doesn't answer him. Just stares straight ahead. And then Furio hands Tony of a, a, a roll of paper towels. I mean, not paper towels. I'm sorry. Toilet paper. Gosh. Toilet paper. And then that, that's it. That's the rest of the dream. But the interesting thing about the dream is that they're not anywhere at the beach. They're like in the city. But he can hear the creaking of the pier. And he can hear um, the seagulls. And he's just, he keeps dreaming about ocean and, and like the beach and stuff like that. It's, you know, those fever dreams where you just keep hearing things and, oh, they're so weird. They really did a good, uh, a good reenactment of a fever dream. Well, uh, he wakes up, uh, already comes over to the house because he's finalized the menu for Meadows graduation party. And Carmella tells him, you know, Tony got food poisoning, and Artie's like, "Not from my restaurant. I'm an A <laughs> And uh, she's like, "Oh no, not at not at all." And then Tony's like, "Send him up!" <laughs> Artie goes up there, and he's like, "Why'd you give me those muscles? And he's like, "You better check those before you you know you serve them." And he's like, "I check every single one of them." And you know they get in a big fight, and and then Tony pukes again. And, uh, you know, and Artie, of course, thinks it's the Indian food. They all think it's the Indian food. Until Carmela hears that Tony had mussels because I guess he never eats them. And uh, so she's thinking it's the mussels. Artie thinks it's the Indian food. We don't know what's causing it. He thinks it's the mussels because it came up undigested. So, um, yeah, I I guess I'd probably think the same thing that Tony thinks.
1: Hello.
2: Hey, man, it's Artie.
1: Yeah, I know. What's up? Listen, I'm at the Sopranos' house, and uh, Tony's a little green around the gills. I a mean, flu, I'm guessing, but maybe he ate something, didn't agree with him. Or food poisoning?
3: No. What,
1: salmonella? No, but he had a reaction. You guys ate at an Indian restaurant. It would help if we knew. Did you have any symptoms? No. Well, once during the night, I did have a slight touch of diarrhea. Well, that's all the that past. Nothing touch a diarrhea. You motherfucker. A touch! Nothing, right, puss? Not like what Tony's going through, right? Like from Bad Shellfish or anything. What the fuck? Am I going to get sick now? No! Listen, did you guys eat the same thing at the Indian restaurant? Well, we both had the papadums, but different courses. Both had the papadums, different entrees. I'm talking about food. Okay, puss. Yeah, I'm sorry to bother you. Okay, thanks a lot. Okay. I'm sorry, Tony, but I feel vindicated.
2: I can't get off the
3: boardwalk. I'm gonna call Dr. Cusimano. This is worrying me now.
1: Poor son of a bitch. Mm. Oh, wait,
2: you gotta go again?
3: Oh, just let me die. Come
0: on, i you. So Where are we at This, this way. Ladies and gentlemen, I love it. I love it. What the fuck? Am I gonna get sick now? I mean, seriously, isn't that the first thing you would say if you were a pussy? hilarious. Ugh. Well, uh, we still don't really know. I mean, it looks like it. It looks like it was the Indian food, but we still don't know yet. Oh boy. Well, whatever it is, I would not want to be Tony ever. That is, he looks miserable. Well, the next scene, (laughs) Livia is going to fly to Tucson to see her, uh, her Aunt Jemmy, Gemma. So, uh, let's see what happens here. Oh, and I meant to point out, she's with her sister, Quintina, Quintana. It's a strange name. Livia Quintana, Quintana. Well, she's with her sister, okay, whatever her name is. And the cops come up to her. Remember, it's Tony gave her those airline tickets, and they were apparently stolen, which we're gonna find out in a second here. Oh god, the next dream is hella funny. Tony is. (laughs) (laughs) Remember, this podcast is not for kids. Tony is sitting in Dr. Melfi's waiting room with a huge hard on, huge, very noticeable. Dr. Melfi goes in and says, come on in, with a big smile on her face. He walks towards her, goes into the office, and we get this scene.
3: So, who's your friend? Pussy? I'm confused. Isn't Pussy your friend? Yeah. But that's the friend that was almost carried off by the ducks, right? what the worst part
2: of this is? This is one of those situations where I know I'm dreaming.
3: Well, let's look at it.
2: When you say pussy, you mean my friend pussy or, uh, you know, pussy?
3: Whatever seems to be dominating your thoughts.
2: I got pussy on the brain. I always do. Well, I want to fuck you. I always did. Do. I told you that the first time we met.
3: I find you immensely attractive, Anthony. Thought I repulsed you. You go out of your way to repulse me.
2: But you like that. You just admitted you find me attractive. You're the one that's fucked up.
3: Anthony, Anthony. What are we going to do with you?
0: (laughs) Well, uh, all the fans who wanted those two to get together, they finally get their wish in this this scene. So, Tony's banging her (laughs) and the funniest part is it shows him in the real life and Carmela's like no not Carmela the doctor Dr. Cusimano's like what's he smiling at (laughs) I love it and Dr. Cusimano says yeah you just got food poisoning a little bit of E. coli you know you don't need to get your stomach pumped you just don't need to go to the hospital just tough it out And uh, Tony says, fucking ragheads. And the doctor's like, I don't think so, Tony. That's, uh, those spices they use is microbials. That wouldn't cause food poisoning. So then they deduct that it was Artie's muscles that got him sick. And Carmella tells the doctor, Meadow's graduating tomorrow. And, uh, you know, that sucks because we don't know how long he's going to be sick for. Tony goes back to sleep and he starts singing Gilligan's <laughs> <again silent. laughs> Island and Carmela looks at him like what the fuck it's hilarious and then he has this next dream and this is an important one
1: Hey Tom.
2: How's it going? You didn't get sick? Nah How much you wait? Eight
1: pounds. Lost a lot of weight. Swimming. The best exercise. Works every muscle group. Get the fuck out of here. You you never exercised once in your life. Anyway, $4 a pound. You know I've been working with the government, right, Tone? Don't say it. Come on, Tone. Sooner or later, you gotta face facts. I don't wanna hear it. Well, you're gonna hear it. Pass me over for promotion, Tom, you know. How much shit you give
2: him? A lot. Jesus, Push. Fuck him away for it all to end, huh? Yeah.
1: Yeah. These guys, on either side of me, they're asleep.
2: Don't say that, it's not fucking funny. I can see you flopping around down there.
0: <laughs> okay, so in that dream, Pussy is a fish talking to Tony. And, you know, Tony's always suspected he was a rat, but this is pretty much, it's cementing it for him now. And he didn't want to believe it. I mean, you don't want to believe that about your best friend. It's his best friend. They've been best friends like for a long time. Well, Ari Buko is his best friend too, but this is one of his best friends. It's one of his closest friends. And Tony wakes up and realizes what he's got to do. Ugh, awful. Well, Tony and Syl go to his to to Pussy's house unexpectedly, and when Pussy hears Tony in the in the uh, at the door in the doorway, he f- panics. And he runs to his uh his little box where he keeps his uh equipment recording equipment. Now, and I have to ask at this point, does his wife know that that he's working for the FBI as well? that he's a rat? I guess we used to say uh F- what's it called FBI informant is does his wife know? because we'll get into it a little later, but um I just have a feeling that she probably knows. Anyways, Tony says he's looking at a new boat to buy, and he wants him to come out for a second opinion. And I think Pussy knows that this is this is the end for him. Well, Tony fakes being sick again, or maybe he is sick, I don't know. He runs to the bathroom, like, holding his stomach. And uh, he, he, he told uh, Pussy to put on some clothes, because they're all going to go out. And Pussy gets goes in his closet, and Sylvia's kind of watching him. And, and Sylvia's like, yeah, I think I do want a cup of coffee. Cause I get, you know, he kind of turned down a cup of coffee. So when they go downstairs for coffee, Tony's looking through everything in his house, in his room, through his, uh, he's looking through everything and just find any kind of proof before they kill him, you know, and he finds it. And the look on his face is just devastating. And he finds the equipment and a cigar box, but it's like a hollowed out cigar box. So there's like a little compartment and, oh, he comes downstairs and tells pussy. All right, let's get going. And the look on Silvio's face is like, oh, shit, we got to kill this guy. He's our friend, you know, and oh, man, it's just. I know that he's a rat, and he should have been loyal, but it is just, was so, such a brutal episode. Oh, And it's not even over! It's not even started yet! Well, they get to the dock, and Polly Walnuts is waiting there for him. And I think when Pussy sees Polly, and he realizes there's nobody around, they're all going out on a boat together, he knows it's over. <laughs> He knows what's up. He's seen enough of these mobster movies, you know. He he's he's in the mob. He knows how this works. So, he gets on the boat. He takes one last look at his city that he lives in, or wherever the heck they are, I don't know. And um gets on the boat with them and they're riding up on the on the, the top of the boat. It's one of those ones with the with a below deck. And uh You know, Tony, they all look just very, very betrayed, very upset, very sad what's about to happen. I mean, I don't think they take any pleasure in it, you know, even though, you know, you might take pleasure in somebody you don't really know, but this is somebody that they never, ever would have thought would do this to them. And Tony says, why don't we go downstairs? And I think Pussy knows that the gig is up, the jig is up, excuse me.
2: Why are you making me do this, you fat, fucking, miserable piece of shit?
1: What, Tony, what?
2: When did they flip you? Tell me, don't lie. Flip? Who? What? Wearing baubles,
1: bangles, and beads, shield glitter and gleam, so make somebody dream, so that someday i may. by her. They had me, Tony. I've heard. I was going away for pushing (laughs) H.
2: How long? Dirty to life. I had no choice. How long? How much did I know?
1: A year and a half. No. Less. A year and a fucking half you've been running your own fucking gossip column? Motherfucker.
0: So, he's not quite pleading for his life yet, but he's trying to convince Tony that he fed him bullshit. He didn't give him anything good, anything to incriminate him, anything to put him in prison for life. You know, he just tells him the things that he talked about. Uh, But it turns out that, like, there was a lot of things that happened in season two, which I won't really talk about because, you know, for spoilers sake, there's other stuff that happened. If you haven't seen season two, then, you know, you can go back and watch it, but a uh, lot of stuff that happened in season 2 uh the FBI was was in on was knew about so you know they find out they're they were hoping that it was just little things but when they find out that it was a year and a half that's the entire show <laughs> so everything we've seen on the sopranos from from episode 1 he's been with the FBI crazy so yeah um not good. So Tony, you know, and Tony just looks absolutely miserable. I mean, aside from being pissed and aside from being betrayed and hurt, he looks like he's about to puke. You know, he just looks so sick and they really did a good job making him look sick. Like his eyes are all hollow and just he's sweating and he just looks, he looks really sick. Uh, they're kind of just, they already know they're going to kill him, I'm pretty sure, but they're just kind of they want to know before they kill him what they're what to expect, you know? Um I think Tony knows that the police will be knocking on his door soon. And uh because you know, he gave them all this information. Uh and you know, Tony just kind of has to take a break and take a deep breath and figure out what how they're going to do this, so he goes over and pukes off the rail again. And uh They let Pussy have one last drink with them. And looking at the scene again, I think that when Tony gets up to to go to the deck, Pussy's like, "This is it. I'm gonna get killed. I'm gonna get shot." Or I don't know, maybe, however they, however he thinks he's gonna get killed. But he goes out. Tony goes out to the deck, and Silvio goes. Silvio already left. He was pissed off, and he took off before Tony did. And then they're just bickering at each other. And I forgot to mention the song playing in the background is a great song by Frank Sinatra called. Bubbles, bangles, bangles, wait, baubles, bangles, and beads. Baubles, B-A-U-B-L-E-S, bangles, and beads. Good song, and it actually really fits with this scene for some reason. I, I I guess you just have to kind of see it, see the visual. Um, yeah, ugh, Tony's talking to Sylvia, he's pissed, he's like, what the fuck's wrong with you, because Sylvia's like looking over the the rails, just like Tony, you know, Tony's about to do. He's like his fucking waves are making me sick, and Tony's like, I got fucking food poisoning. What's your problem? <laughs> and they're just they're screaming at each other. He's like, don't yell at me. He's like, I'll fucking yell you if I want to. You know, Tony is his boss, but like, yeah, Tony, d- take it down a notch. They're just pissed. They're pissed because you know they've been betrayed by their really good friend. They're pissed that they have to what they you know they have to kill him and they don't want to do it they don't want to do it so uh but they know it has to be done tony comes back and pussy knows it's time and he asks to have some tequila because he knows this is his last drink and tony kind of smiles and and they pour him a glass of tequila and all three of them take a shot except the funny thing is tony pretends to take a shot but he doesn't drink it because he's sick to make it even sicker and then pussy tells him about this you know his whole cov- cover story was this broad from Puerto Rico so he tells them this
1: you know that acupuncturist out of Puerto Rico 26 I'll tell you this broad her ass was the second coming he never wore panties Brush the teeth with this shit. Every night she drip me under the fucking table.
2: I'd eat her out when I was down there. <laughs> hey, push. She even really exist.
0: That's a great line from Tony right there. Did she even really exist? And he looks... He just looks so pissed. They all are just staring daggers at him. And then Pussy's kind of like... Oh, you know. He he knew... He, they know that he was lying about that too. So, I mean, not that it matters. I was just this cover story. Why he was gone for six months or whatever the hell it was, you know. The, the whole thing is... And I found this out after I listened to a, that podcast, Talking Sopranos. Because I didn't really... I didn't really understand until I I uh, I thought about it. I'm like, he was in jail for those six or eight months, whatever the heck it was. He was in jail. He cut a deal. He, he did his time in jail, and then he was an informant. So, um, that's where he was. He didn't have some broad in Puerto Rico. I mean, it was all a lie, and they know it. And he... Uh, he kind of walks away from them he kind of moves away because he knows he's gonna get shot and uh, he says you know not not please not in the face please leave my eyes I, I, you know <laughs> and then Polly says you were like a brother at us and then Tony says to all of us and like seriously Tony's like teary. He's about ready to cry, and you don't. You do see Tony cry quite a bit on this show because he's very emotional. But like, you don't see him cry when he's about to kill somebody. <laughs> you know, it's kind of odd. It's kind of rare to see that. Anyways, um, you know, like somebody would probably do in the, in Pussy's situation, he starts to feel dizzy. Yeah, he said, you know, he's about to die. But uh, he says that his inner ear balances off, and and then they, they shoot him. Ugh. It's hard to watch. Really hard to watch. Well, then they get rid of his body, and, you know, they put weights on him and drop him into the Atlantic Ocean. And, like, they've probably done this a lot of times before with other people. But it's just different. They're quiet. It's just... Uh, they're just they're just they're really hurt by this whole thing. And Tony, uh, you know the way the water's getting to him, so he pukes over the side, and, and he's still sick. He's still sick, and this probably makes him even, even worse. Can you imagine being this sick and having to go out there and kill somebody and having to do this? I mean, and the thing is, if you think about it, because I was thinking about this too, because like <clears throat> he they could have waited to kill him. But then that would have been one or two more days that the FBI would have had this information. You know what I mean? They have to stop it dead in the tracks. (laughs) Part Part of my pun there. But they do. They have to stop it dead in the tracks. So, ugh. All right. Well, moving on here. Okay, can we talk about Angie for a minute? Angie is Pussy's wife. And she knew the last person Pussy was with was those guys. So I'm sure she knows what happened. And I'm sure she knew that he was in the FBI, and, uh, and actually I don't know what season it is—season three or four, one of the seasons. She does tell Carmela that uh, they killed Pussy. I think they lie to her though and say that he he left her, but she knows she knows what's up. So Tony's sitting in his house, still looking really sick, but he's he's not in bed. He's sitting on the couch watching. Uh, the, the Temptations. Was it The Temptations? Yeah, Ain't Too Proud to Beg. Yeah. And uh, it's like on some... He's watching like some old video of The Temptations. And, you know, Carmela's like, make sure you go get Meadows' laptop, you know, at the comps, a computer store. You guys remember CompUSA? Well, instead of CompUSA, Carmela says CompWorld. <laughs> I guess they can't use the word CompUSA. Sadly, CompUSA is long gone. But, uh... I thought that was pretty funny, Comp, Comp World. So then there's a phone call, and it's Livia. She's saying, "Put Tony on." And Carmela's like, "Don't call here again. I can't. I can't do her voice. I'm sorry, guys. I try. Don't call here again." And Tony's like, "Oh shit!" It's like he knew exactly what was going on. And she says, "I'm in Newark Airport. I'm being held for stolen, you know, plane tickets." He knows. He knows what's gonna happen.
3: The fun never stops. What? Anthony, the tickets are stolen.
2: The fuck? What did you say? Did you? Ma, I'll send someone down there to pick you up, but I don't know what you're talking about. Okay? Jesus Christ. How fucking hard is it to get on an airplane? What do you want? Agent Harris. Anthony Soprano, we have a warrant to search your house, property and your family vehicle. What are you looking for today, boss? Stolen airline tickets, constituting mail fraud, wire fraud and any other federal violation. See your warrant. You can also see the tickets. We already found them in your Suburban. You have the right to remain silent. I bought him. Talk to my lawyer. You have the right to an attorney. What are you, a fucking parrot? What did I just say? Tony. We're entitled to search the rest of the domicile. Let's go. Michael,
3: over here. Our daughter is graduating high school. You can't wait a few days to persecute him? To persecute us?
2: Jerry, get the door.
3: I'm gonna keep trying to make Tony, all right? I don't trust that secretary. (laughs) Uh, uh, Oh my God.
2: Med, it's all right. I'll be home in a couple hours, don't worry.
3: I'm graduating tomorrow. Let's
0: get out of here. No. Okay. Tony completely. Like makes her makes his mom think she's crazy. He knows the tickets are stolen, and he's in complete denial with with Carmella too with that. And I think he knew when that doorbell rang that it was definitely not good news. <laughs> I think he might have put two and two together there. Uh, so yeah, it's and the way they handle this is like they've done this so many times before, and Carmella. She is the typical mob wife. She's like, "What do you want?" You know, she's <laughs> she's sticking up for a hubby. You know, of course she is. And then, and then, what are you looking for today, boys? You know, and just the, all that lingo that they that they have is just it's just you can tell that they do this all the time. And it made me wonder, like, how many times Tony how is, how many times has Tony been arrested? Probably a lot. He's probably been arrested. When they were, when, when, you know, when Meadow and AJ have probably, you know, they were probably alive when he was arrested, you know, I mean, who knows, but it is very sad that Meadow's friends, Meadow and her friends come home, and they see the cops hauling his ass out of there, that has got to be humiliating, especially... If her friends have some kind of inkling that her dad's a mobster, you know, which she, they probably do, because they're not stupid. They're almost 18 years old here. I'm sure they know what's up, you know? And just the fact that in front of, I mean, it, it, it couldn't have been on a worse time. In front of her friends, her dad's getting arrested. It's a very powerful scene. I mean, I know this episode, the whole episode's powerful, but that really always gets me, because it's so real. What I love about this show is it's so realistic, you know, especially his home life. His home life is very realistic. Like, there's, you know, there's a whole bunch of, uh, a whole bunch of, like, scenarios. Like, when he's in his room and she's blasting her music and he's banging on the wall. Like, that's what my dad used to do, you know? You can kind of relate to it. Well, um... You know, of course, Tony's got to call his lawyer and he's, he tells Meadow, yeah, I'm going to be out in a few hours. Don't worry. And yeah, and he is out in a few hours, you know, I mean, it, it, you know, and he also he also makes a crack up to the uh, F, the uh, the police. I guess you guys aren't going to be seeing any deli trays in your future because apparently they are they are uh, on what do they call it on the pay on the payroll. They're in on this whole thing. They take cutbacks, kickbacks, that's what it's called. Not cutbacks, kickbacks. They take kickbacks. So yeah, um, it's really interesting to see how blasé he is about getting arrested. It really is. He's just like, yeah, whatever, just don't. And he says, Tony Soprano, you're weak in the knees because he falls. He's like, I got food poisoning, you asshole, you know. You you think this bothers me? Mm Mm-mm, nothing bothers him. And then Carmela does what any mother would do. She goes up and sees if Meadow's okay. She doesn't just ignore it. She knows it affects her. Also, and the fact that she's graduating tomorrow, I forgot to mention that. She thinks he's not going to be there for her graduation. He's going to jail. I mean, that's, wow. That, that would suck to not have your dad there at graduation. And he's like her biggest supporter, you know? Ugh. well, they have this conversation.
3: You have to understand that your father means well. He's given his life for you, for your brother, for us. All I'm saying, how you reacted downstairs, now you're sitting up here by yourself. I know it was embarrassing for you, but anyway, if you ever wanted to talk. This is who dad is. My friends don't judge me. And fuck them if they do, I'll cut them off.
2: I knew I was giving her a bad ticket. That voice, that voice. It's done, Tony, over. My advice now is to put it behind you. If this is all there is, these 23 tickets, they don't have bupkis, and they know it. Hey, I know it's a small thing, but you see that's the fucking point. One more minute, if I could have just stood there saying, yes, ma, okay, ma, I hear you, ma. One more fucking minute, I wouldn't be in this spot. I beat a homicide, and now I fucked up, Neil. I blew an easy one. I blew everything. Tony. No, no fucking Tony. We got fucking federal charges. We got the FAA. Before this is over, they're going to pin that Egypt dad thing on me, and you fucking know it. <sighs> the predicate up the ass, a fucking RICO case... Dirty to life. Don't think about that now, Anthony. You'll make bail. There's no capital crimes. Get on with life. Hey,
1: this How are you hey, be you be hey. I'm be in Get Get
0: Okay, I I clipped a little more than I was planning to, but that was some good stuff, too. So, yeah, the conversation that Meadow has with Carmella is awesome. You know, she just basically says, he's a mobster. This is how we live. You know, (laughs) I mean, she's not like, I hate that dad is, you know, in the mob. You know, they never, she never ever says dad's in the mob. It's just this unspoken thing that both of them, both the kids have with, with their parents. They know he's in the mob. I want to say that Anthony finds out in maybe season three fully that, you know, his dad's in the mob. But Meadow finds out in like season one, you know. So she's known for quite a while. And you got to think about that. This is like, there's also a situation since we're talking about Meadow. There's a situation. uh, I remember uh, it was in season one. And Meadow had a friend, can't remember his name right now, uh, but the his dad was a gambler and he was friends with Tony. They all played cards together. And I want to say that they lent him money or something happened and they the mob had to get involved and it was pretty scary. Meadow, that's when Meadow found out that, you know, it was like, what her dad was really about. It, it was, she also knew a little bit when they went on the college trip, the college tour trip, because, like, Tony literally killed somebody on that trip, and she pretty much knew. She saw blood on his hands. It was crazy. That episode is another good one. Uh, I'm, I'm excited because I'm about to watch that one with my husband. It's, I think it's the next one we're going to watch, but, I mean, it is one of the good ones. I think it won an Emmy, honestly, but You know, things like that that's happened. Uh, There's also a soccer coach that was molesting the players. And she, uh, somebody, I think Carmela wanted him to do something. And, you know, he couldn't because if you ever watch, if you ever watch like The Godfather and the, the old time mafia, they kill when somebody kills. They hurt when somebody hurts. It's even punishment, okay? Even punishment. Unless it's somebody who's, who's getting, being rat out. Like, pussy ratted them out so he gets killed. But if there's somebody, like, raping somebody or uh, robbing somebody, something like that. Something like that's... The, the punishment fits the crime is what I'm trying to say, I think. So, in that, in that episode, uh, he, wouldn't, he wouldn't kill the guy. They wanted him to, but he wouldn't kill the guy. He wouldn't even hurt the guy. He might have threatened him, but he didn't do anything. So, and that was another situation where Meadow's like, my dad can do something, you know? So she knows, she knows. And then the whole situation, that, okay, so Tony's talking to Neil. I he, he has another lawyer named Hesh. I don't know why Hesh wasn't here for this. This Maybe he's a different type of lawyer. I, I don't know. But he has... Uh, you know, Neil is saying they're only gonna, they're not going to get you for 23 stolen airline tickets. It's just a misdemeanor, not a misdemeanor, but it's not a federal, it's not a criminal. What did he say? It's not a federal crime. But Tony's right. He says the FAA is getting involved because, yeah, they would. That is a federal crime, isn't it? <laughs> Plane tickets? He's like, you're not going to go to prison. You know, you're going to get out on bail. We'll figure this out. Uh, and then Tony starts, and, and, you know, then I was thinking... Okay, when Tony saw the cops at his door, was he really thinking they were there for the plane tickets? Or was he thinking that Pussy gave him information to arrest him? You know? Like the Bevilacqua kill. That was Matthew Bevilacqua. That was the guy he killed a couple episodes ago. It was actually a kid. He was like 21 or he was really young. So, I mean, there's like you gotta wonder, like, what what was going through his head when he saw the cops there? But I know it's going through his head now because he's going through every scenario of how he can get in trouble. He's, like, totally incriminating himself, talking about all the stuff. The Rico case and this and this and this and that and this. You know, and the lawyer's like, calm down. Shut up. Stop talking about it. You're gonna be fine. You're getting out on bail. You're gonna be at Meadows graduation. Stop worrying about it. And then... To see all the reporters outside when he gets released from jail. Crazy. It's like a movie movie star. You know, the paparazzi. And, uh, I just imagine, like, it's gonna be in the paper. Mob boss Tony Soprano arrested for fraud, you know, uh, stolen airline tickets. Which kind of sounds wimpy, right? I mean, wouldn't he be arrested for something else? Like, like, um, I don't know, it could be anything, you know, but... It's just really interesting to see uh, his popularity and everything. I mean, I know in the first season he wasn't a boss. He wasn't a boss until Junior uh, went to jail. No, no. He was a boss when... I'm sorry. He became the boss when his, his best friend died. Um, what was his name? Oh my gosh. A pre- uh, Jackie. Jackie April. Jackie April died in like the third episode of Cancer. And he... Tony was right under him, so Tony went right up when he died. That was when he became the boss. Anyways, uh, just a great, great, great television, man. Great scene. Uh, so in the next scene, Doc, uh, Tony's at Dr. Melfi's office, and he's kind of goofing off and being silly and being immature and just kind of like, you know, putting his feet up on the table and just twiddling. Th- he's just being really weird and, like, boyish. It's really funny. And they have this conversation.
3: Sadness. You go off on a racist rant about Indian food, your demented old bat of a mother. What else has happened? Nothing. After two years treating you, I've learned things, and I pick up sorrow coming from you.
2: I had a dream I fucked your brains out, right on that desk. You loved it.
3: Boy, you threw that at me like a rock. Sadness, Anthony. Stay with that. Mommy tried to kill you, and you gave her airline tickets. Fuck you. And now you're really
2: in trouble. I'm going to beat this shit. You kidding me? And with that,
3: Anthony
0: Maybe, baby, baby, I'll have you. <laughs> Can you imagine that? You're a psychiatrist, and your patient says, "I had a dream, I fucked your brains out. Dang, I know it's just a dream, but wow, and she doesn't even flinch. You know she she's not even appalled, she's not shocked. She's just like, it's weird. It's like she's angry, but she doesn't show it. She's like, well, you threw that at, at me like a rock. Yeah, she's right. There was no th- nothing leading up to that. She asked him, "What are you what are you feeling sorry about? And he just kind of smiles and says that line. And we know what he's feeling sorry about. He's feeling sorry about pussy. He's feeling sorrow. And he doesn't want to talk about it. And now it's kind of like, what do you talk about, you know? He's mad because she's absolutely right. Everything she's saying. Your mom tried to have you killed. So you gave her a stolen airline ticket. Because you can't kill her. And, uh, oh, by the way. <laughs> in that episode, of the uh, season finale of season one. Uh, it's called, I Dream of Jeannie Cusimano. Uh Tony goes... To her retirement home to kill her. Let's let's make no mistake. He grabs a pillow to smother her, but he does. He's not able to do it uh, because she's she's claiming that she's like uh, what's that called? Um, catatonic at that point, you know. Uh, she knows. She's no, She knows what's up. <laughs> she's not stupid. She was married to a. She was married to a mafia boss. She knows what's up. Jo- I forgot to mention that. If nobody knows, knows the history of the show, Tony's dad was a mafia boss. Johnny Soprano. We never see him. He, he died before the, sh- like, I don't know when he died. They never really said. You know, it's going to be interesting to see the, uh, it's called The Many Saints of Newark. It's a prequel to The Sopranos. It's coming out, it's just a movie, and it's going to come out in, I think it's October 21st? Something like that? So that's coming out soon, and the interesting part of that is that the person who plays Tony Soprano when he's like a young teenager or a young adult is his son, Michael Gandolfini, which I think is really, really cool and a really great way to honor his dad. Because as we all know, James Gandolfini died in, oh boy, 2012, 2013? I'll get that exact date for you. Alexa, when did James Gandolfini die?
3: Here's something I found on the web. According to wikipedia.org,
0: Gandolfini died suddenly at the age of 51 in Rome on June 19th, 2013. Okay. Alexa, stop. Yeah, he died in 2013. Okay, that's what I thought. So yeah, I think it's a really nice way to, to um you know, to honor him. And he looks so much like him. So it's almost like, wow, that really could be Tony Soprano, you know. Uh, Or James Gandolfini. So, um, I think that's kind of why he gave her the stolen airline tickets a good way to get rid of her but he didn't know he was being watched by the FBI (laughs) so you know and oh and and the scene right before they kill Pussy uh, he he claimed that he didn't tell the FBI about the stolen airline tickets that was like a newer thing that Pussy didn't know about I think I think that was something that, that Tony did I don't know. I don't know, but, uh, so, it's just interesting the way he acts in Melfi's office, like, I think he's just kind of going crazy at this point. He's scared. He's absolutely terrified. There's other times when he's going to be even more terrified, (laughs) you know, that, that he's going to go, go away for a long time, and I remember, actually, I think it's, uh, I think it was Bevilacqua. When he killed Bevilacqua, he told Melfi, I might be going away for a long time. And I didn't do it. But of course he did, you know. But um yeah. The Bevelacqua kill was a big deal, a big uh uh what's it called? Um plot point in this sh- in this season, for sure. All right, well then the next scene is Meadow's graduation and Tony couldn't look more proud. Okay, so Christopher is at Meadows' graduation. Remember, he's related to Carmella. He's her cousin. And Tony says, it's graduation day, so I have some good news for you. I'm proposing you get your button. Which means he's gonna be like, I think think it's Capo? Ooh, I should look this up because I really want to be sure. Okay, I'm glad I looked that up. So it means becoming a button man, a mafia hitman, or someone who has become a made man. So, I want to say that he hasn't had a kill yet. So once he has a kill, then he's a made man. And the, uh, something else I was reading says is when you have your first contract kill. So, um. And yeah, in, in season three, Christopher does get his button. And, uh. I, my my other thought right now. I'm like, hey, Christopher. He wasn't at the. He wasn't there when they killed, uh. When they killed Pussy. And then I'm thinking, well, he wasn't really part of that crew. He's kind of he's in there he's in their mob, but he's like a lower person, you know. But it made me think, like, hey, why wasn't Christopher there? Oh, okay. So then it's Meadows' graduation party, big ass party, huge cake, lots of people. The first person we see is Angie Bumpinsero, Pussy's wife, and she's like, Sal knew it was today. I told him he's so self centered. So she thinks he left her. Wow! Ooh, and she's telling that to Carmella, and I'm wondering what Carmella's thinking at this point. I mean, she doesn't know all of Tony's business, but uh, I uh, oh boy, Carmella's not stupid. She's just not stupid at all. She knows. Well, Meadow's getting all her what do they call it? Well, dowries for a wedding, but she's getting a whole bunch of envelopes of money, and everybody's looking around at her like, hmm. I wonder how much money she gets. That's like, that's got to be a lot. For high school graduation, that's got to be a lot of money. Uh, Anyways, uh, you know, it's all happy. Tony's with his friends. Mine is pussy. (laughs) And um, they're playing the Rolling Stones. It's a song called Through and Through. Real good song. Uh, It's actually on the Soprano soundtrack. By the way, that's a great soundtrack. If you guys ever want to check it out, Soprano soundtrack. They have, a, they have one called Peppers and Eggs, and then they have a second one called, ooh, I don't know what it's called. <sighs> I can't remember the name of it right now, but they're really good. Okay, upon further inspection, it was not Carmella she was talking to, but I still stand by what I said. Carmella knows where pussy is. Well, then there's like this montage of um, everybody taking pictures at Meadow's party, and then it go. It shows all the the businesses, the the scams, everything that the that the Soprano family. When I say Soprano family, I mean Tony's family. Has his mob family? Uh, what they've gone, to, they they've done it over the last two seasons. Not just the, not just this season, but the last two seasons. It shows like an abandoned office building because they were doing webistics. Was all it is, is? Just they're just doing scams. It's just scams to to make more money. That's all it is, you know. And then that shows some guy trying to sell the calling cards and Barone Sanitation, which is his front, Barone Sanitation. That's where he says in the very first episode, uh, when he sees Dr. Melfi, he's she says, What line of work are you in? And he says, I'm in the sanitation district. So Barone's sanitation is his is his cover, his front. And it shows them and you know, just a whole bunch of different things that uh he's that he was involved with. I guess maybe that's what that's what this whole thing's about. Everything he's been involved with that he could go to jail for is uh is in this montage and there's this, this then there's this awesome shot of a slow motion of tony lighting up a cigar and taking a big puff kind of staring like just out into space just you know a million thoughts going through his head probably and Carmela's looking at him kind of reminds me of um i don't know why but it kind of reminds me of the end of godfather one where k uh sees michael uh like basically like somebody's kissing his hand cuz he's like been crowned the new godfather and uh i mean she you know and you know just kind of i think Carmela when Carmela looks at him i think she knows where, where pussy is and that's exactly and that's exactly where we leave it and then the very very final scene is just uh a close up of the ocean and the waves where they buried pussy mm. beautiful episode such a good episode. Um, now, as far as the Prianos goes, there's some hit and miss episodes. I mean, there's there's this one with Christopher. It's like all Christopher. And I'm not a big Christopher fan. But when they have a good episode, it's a really good episode. It's like uh, good from start to finish. And there's a couple other ones I'm going to be doing uh, in, the, you know, in the future. Uh, Pine Barrens is another one I'm definitely going to be doing. That's a very very popular fan favorite, Pine Barrens, and then what's the other one I was gonna do? There's another one from season four, another one from f- can't talk, another one from season four, another one from season five. So I basically have a favorite episode for every season, and there's six seasons. Um, uh, next week I'm gonna be doing. Oh, gosh. Breaking Bad. (laughs) And it's going to be the Mandala episode. And it's the very first episode where we meet Gus. uh, Otherwise known as Gustavo Fring. They call him Gus. And Gus is like my favorite villain on TV. He is so creepy because he's so calm. He's so calm that it scares you. It just scares the shit out of you. Because he's a calm dude. And... (laughs) You just, you just gotta watch, if you haven't watched Breaking Bad, he's like one of the best parts of Breaking Bad, Gus. He's awesome. So is Mike. Mike, uh, the hitman, or whatever he is, uh, they they call him the cleaner. He's a good one too. But Gus is my favorite. So, I picked that episode because I love Gus and I love how we, you know, he starts off so cool and calm and Walt pisses him off in season four and... We, well that, that'll be another episode to, to go over but uh and I think my husband's gonna be working on that one with me I don't know yet uh he hasn't I don't think he's ever even seen the episode so if he hasn't he's definitely watching it with me and re- and he's gonna review it with me and then um I have a couple other things planned for this month I have it on my Facebook page if you'd like to go see you can follow me at when tv was great at pa po- at at on facebook at when tv was great podcast group and you can also go leave me a review on itunes and i think that is all i don't have any podcasts to talk about this week i'm still following talking sopranos really like that one um you know i kind of go through phases of podcasts if i i find one i listen to it for i i pretty much listen to all of it <laughs> and then i go on to the next one so i'm always looking for new ones and, um, there's just some good stuff out there, guys. I can't believe I, I never had podcasts in my life until just a couple of years ago. I mean, they're, they're amazing. So, I mean, if I didn't, if I wasn't in a podcast, I would have never started this one, you know, it, it just inspired me to start it. All right, well, that is all until next week when we go over Breaking Bad. Uh, Have a good rest of your week. Stay safe, stay cool, and stay healthy. All right, guys. See you next week.